Welcome to Talking Travel on 2NURFM. Greg Richard joined today, as per usual, Sally Lucas in the chair. Sally, thanks for joining us once again. Thanks, Greg. Uh, We're off to a few different places today, just sort of checking what the trends are, what people are looking to do in 2023 now now that we're back travelling again. Um, Also, a little bit of information about airlines and when they have technical issues and what that involves. Right. (laughs) And also about some nice um, holidays you can do if you want to incorporate specific like festivals or, you know, events in Europe. And Sally Lucas, we're looking at trends where people want to venture out for 2023. Yeah, well, I think the trends are a little different what they were to prior COVID, Greg, that mm. people are definitely looking for more small group touring, I yep. think because of COVID, like avoiding the, the large groups, the large crowds. And also even if they've travelled before and they're not like a, a first time traveller and they've already been to some of the major cities, they're rather exploring the countryside, you know, the, yep. the outdoors, um, Better air, better everything, if you know what I mean. I think you've mentioned the smaller groups a few times, especially yes. with cruises and stuff. And which... Well, just about even this year alone, I think, or in the, well, probably since COVID started in the last couple of years, there's been 16 new ships built that are being more purpose-built for, for expedition cruising. So, you know, they're not building always such big liners anymore. Yep. They're realising that people are wanting that more immersive experience. So I think that's happening across the board, you know. In Europe particularly, like now, like France has banned flights of more than, um, have to be more than so many hours that people should use trains because they're trying to make it all a friendlier atmosphere. Yep. So you're cutting down on carbon emissions, etc., etc. And anyway, who wouldn't want to travel by train? Seriously? Like yep. when you've got to get to an airport like umpteen hours before these days for security <laughs> and screening, and then you get somewhere and you've still got to negotiate how you're going to get into town, whether it's by train or whether you want to negotiate language and try and get a taxi that gets you to the right address. <laughs> But if you're in a train, it's, you know, centre of the city to centre of the city. Yeah. And you've only got to be maybe at the train station. Yeah, you might want to get there half an hour before. But, yeah, simple, easy scenery. You're looking at lovely scenery. Well, that's it, especially if you're travelling places all anywhere in the world, really. Oh, if you yes. want, want to see what that place is about, probably by train might be the way yeah, to go. Yeah, well, a lot of the other countries are now coming on board, like Germany and so on. They're all agreeing that this is the way to go now within Europe to try and make intra-Europe travel more by train and yep. virtually phase out a lot of the air. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing, personally. I think it's a good thing. Um, but as I said to Paul, the, the small group tours, I think, and a lot of the small group tours have a lot of inclusions as well. They try and make it so you're not putting your hand in the pocket the whole time. So a lot of the excursions are not optional. They're already included. Yep. And some of them now even include the gratuities and tips because people get a bit scared at the end. How much should I be tipping? Yeah. What should I be doing? What's the percentage? And, yeah. Yep. But it's, if it's all done before you go, it's, it's nice to yep. know that, isn't it? That you're not thinking, oh, my God, how much extra do I have to allow? So I think that's great. And even a lot of the cruising now, like they're including the, the wine and the beer with your meals or yep. they're including free Wi-Fi or some of them even include a number of free score, uh, shore excursions or they might have a credit that you can use on board. So everything's getting a bit more inclusive, which I think is a yep. much better way of going. So, yeah, there's um, people are going back to hotels again too, I think, more than Airbnbs. Like some people have had good experiences with Airbnbs and some haven't. I've had some bad ones. So. <laughs> yep. So I think that's been proving a little bit more popular now that people are thinking that they trust the hotel cleanliness service and yep. all that sort of thing. Um, so they're going back to that. Also, the other thing I was going to say is that a lot of people now are doing um, more walking holidays. You know, that's becoming really popular. Like it doesn't have to be 
climbing Mount Everest or something. Yeah. I don't mean a climb, mm. but just, you know, nice walking holidays, whether it's just a part of the Camino de Santiago or whether it's a walk in France or even the Cotswolds in England. Or So that is, we're finding the inquiries for walking holidays are becoming far more popular as well. Um, and, and just, I think... To do a little bit more that you feel you're, uh, I guess, helping us becoming a greener, cleaner planet. And, and that, as we mentioned last week, I think Gregor Howe Paris is doing that, but lots of other cities are as well. And I think that's really making an impact. And people are thinking more now about how we want to leave it for our future generations. Yep. You leave it in a whole... Well, it's not in a good state at the moment, is it? But <laughs> but if we could at least try and improve it, you yep. know what I mean, to make it that it's a much, much better planet for people to travel in. But the trends really, for us, we're finding it's still that draw card to Europe for Aussies. It's still okay. that really big draw yep. card is Europe. Um, probably followed probably by Asia uh, and then probably the Americas, you know. Um, but it's, it's everywhere. Everyone has a different thought about where they want to go, how they want to travel. But the airfares, again, can I just say, and I know we keep mentioning this, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but they are booking out so far ahead, it's unbelievable. Yep. Um, and to try and get a good airfare, you've really got to think ahead. Um, the last minute bookings, like you used to be able to just think, oh, yeah, I'll go now and I'll plan a holiday yep. for April to go to Europe. Forget it. You won't be able to get a seat. So how much, how long further ahead do you think you have to plan now? We're finding like for this year already, we've had some people coming in wanting to go in May and we're battling to find a seat for them. Okay. Um, August is still pretty tight. So then you think so about that, that's, that's maybe, six months yeah. out. I was just about to say maybe six months. At least, at least six months. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is though, with airline booking systems, they can't hold more than 11 months in their system. So you can't really book more than 11 months ahead because they can't have two Decembers or two January, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. So at the moment, for example, you'd be able to make bookings probably up until about the beginning of January next year. So if okay. you're thinking of traveling this year, you know, if you know you, when your dates are or know when your holiday is, please start, even if you haven't planned everything else, but you know your dates in and out, book your airfares and then everything else can be, you know, figured out later. Sorted out then. All right. Yeah. Greg Richard here with Sally Lucas. Now, Sally, you mentioned before about Europe being a top destination for Aussies, but there's a lot of places around Europe at the moment people are heading out to and a few festivals as well. Yeah, well, there's always a festival happening somewhere, isn't there, yep. in the world. So, And a lot of people love doing these sort of things and incorporating it, if they can, you know, into their itinerary. Yep. So there's quite a few tour companies now that if you're wanting, this is, I'm talking touring now, like coach touring, that do include it already for you because sometimes it's extremely difficult to get tickets for individual yep. events on your own because they've already been, you know, put aside for various yep. different, you know, companies, organisations, etc. So if you're doing a tour, it's often in there for you, which is wonderful. So you're not having to worry about trying to, to get tickets to that particular festival or event. Now, some of them, of course, that you can do is um, tiptoe through the tulips. Not with Tiny Tim, though. <laughs> I think he's long gone, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I think so. Also, I wouldn't. That'd be a worse feeling as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can go through, uh, to the famous Kirkenhof Flower Festival, which is held every year between April and May, spanning eight weeks, which is just fantastic, which is in Holland. And it's 32 hectares of just the most amazing, seven million flowers of all sorts, shapes and colours. So just absolutely wonderful. The festival began over 73 years ago, and of course it's still 
is a big draw card for people who love looking at floral displays, which is just fabulous. And so there is a 10-day tour that does Belgium, Holland, and they call cobblestones and windmills. I like the sound of the itinerary, doesn't it? It makes you conjure up images of little back streets of cobblestones and the windmills that you might have seen. Those giant big wooden windmills. Windmills, yep. Fantastic. So that's just one you can do. There's another one that is doing the Rhine Castles, Moselle Vineyards and Ancient Cologne, and that is great as well. Um, You can do one doing the uh, military tattoo. Now, that's a big draw card in Edinburgh, the military tattoo. That's been going for years and years as well. And there's a Best of British tour that incorporates all that for you as well. Um, There's another one I thought sounded really interesting, the St. Louis Day Jousting Festival in Set in France. So in August, if you do this La Grande France 15-day itinerary, it covers um, five of France's most wonderful regions, but you also end up, it's actually boat jousting. I'd never heard oh, of right this on. before. So, it's, so not, it's not actually two nights I can show on you. horses. I can't, I can't show you our, our customers but um, or our listeners, but yes, yeah, so you're actually balancing on boats. Each boat holds an oarsman and they have, or oarsmen, and they have small noisy brass and drum bands bashing away <laughs> taking place, and then they're sitting high on a stepladder behind them are the teams of the White Knights and then they're perched high behind the boat on what they call a tintan which is a tiny wooden platform with lances and shields poised and off they go furiously raining but getting a little speed they clash and then someone will get very wet <laughs> hilarious colourful <laughs> traditional and that's just something that's really something different it looks quite spectacular though like how they're all like yeah. posted up into the air yeah isn't it now the other one of course now Again, you either love him, a lot of people love him to death, and some people don't, but it's see André Rieu in his hometown of Maastricht. Uh, he was born and lives there and is renowned as the modern-day king of waltz, I guess. So every July, along with his Johann Strauss Orchestra, he perform, or transforms the medieval square in Maastricht into a wonderful auditorium where he performs, and they have tickets for you know people to include that. And look, I believe he, he does do a wonderful performance, and he has wonderful orchestras and singers backing yep. him. So it's still quite a spectacular event to see something like that live. Like anything is live, isn't it? I yeah, mean, true. If you saw like any sort of musical performance. You know, and you, you see it on the screen or on the television set, it's not the same as being in the yeah. theatre or even if it's an outdoor performance, getting that experience. And there's many more. I mean, that's just a few I've mentioned today. But if you're interested in any sort of events, and that was Albatross Tours, that's one of the companies that does a lot of their tour programming to make sure they incorporate right. if there's a festival cool. event happening that they've included it for you. So just something to consider. Yeah, great idea. Now also airlines oh, look, you mentioned before. Doesn't everyone hate this when you're here? <laughs> You've had the, the message or something. I'm sorry, the flight has been rescheduled due to a technical problem. And everyone thinks, yeah, come on, what's a technical yeah. problem? Have you got an oil leak or did the pilot not turn up today? Or, or he's had a few beverages. Or whatever no. happened, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, with the pandemic, there's still critical staffing shortages, of course. And even if the pilot does fall sick, that can take an aircraft out of action for a whole day. Yep. And, of course, some aircraft, as we know, are still mothballed, as we mentioned before as well. They're slow to return to service because some of them are even still waiting spare parts that have been delayed by supply chains as well. So you've got this flow-on effect that is happening. But also, aircraft are typically scheduled for routine maintenance um, weeks or even months in advance. But then that can still happen as well. So it's become a crutch for airlines when they need to communicate or, or a delay or cancellation to passengers, but it's really frustrating. 
It's really interesting, though, that the uh, writer Michael Kubicki, who writes for one of the travel supplements, he was saying that um, he was once told by an Air France captain about a flight he was scheduled to operate from Los Angeles to Paris. The weather report for Paris predicted fog for their early morning arrival, so he put it to the passengers. Would they rather leave us scheduled and possibly fly in a holding pattern over Paris and wait for the fog to clear or maybe divert to Lyon if the fuel was running low? Yeah. Or were they happy to wait in the terminal and delay departure for a couple of hours and arrive when the clear skies were forecast? All the passengers said, we'll wait. And so they're saying, treat passengers like adults. Explain what the technical problem is, and they're more likely then to behave like adults. Instead of just keeping people in the dark, you know, airlines need to be more upfront, I think, when you've got technical issues. And I mean, especially if it's last minute when you're already at the airport and you suddenly find your flight's been cancelled and you think, surely they would have known or, you know, what is the reason? Now, if it's a reasonable reason, and quite often they don't even make announcements to let you know what's going on. And I think they've got to be more proactive in that area. Yes, treating us like adults. You know, we've paid good money to go on your airline. You deserve to give us an honest answer as yep. to why our flight's been cancelled, delayed or, or whatever. Especially in that situation as well. Like you'd rather sit in the airport yeah. than sit yeah. in the sky. In a holding pattern. Yeah, not knowing when you're going to be landing. landing. Yes. And, yeah. and especially if the fog doesn't lift and then, of course, you are going to run low on fuel, mm. so then you've got to go and land somewhere right. else and, and then wait been, again yeah. until you get permission to take off from there because you've got yeah. to get permission to land there because you weren't planned, you weren't scheduled to land there. So, you know, it, it becomes a real problem. So obviously, if you're listening airlines, any of you airlines out there, please treat us like adults and let us know what's going on. Bit, bit clearer, a bit more clearness. <laughs> <laughs> bit of clarity is necessary. And Sally, we've got a couple of hot deals before we go today. We certainly have. Broom and the Kimberley, if you haven't already been there, you must put it on your bucket list, as I keep saying. These are some little short packages if you happen to be flying over there, or even if you were driving and just wanted to have an accommodation package. There's a four-night Broom Essentials package, which is just under seven fifty per person. You're getting accommodation and you get your lovely one-hour sunset camel ride on the beach. It is. Look, I know it sounds... Cheesy. Cheesy, but I've done it and it's still, it's still fabulous. Yep. It really is. Um, and also they've got a Broom and Eco Beach where you actually stay at an Eco Beach resort as well as two nights in Broom. And they've also got a, a 12-day self-drive adventure for those that want to fly in and do the Gibb River Road. So you get 12 days four-wheel drive hi- um, car hire. You get a night in Broom to start with and then you get a night's accommodation along the way at um, Bell Gorge Wilderness Lodge in a superior tent, one night at Mount Elizabeth Station in a homestead, also Home Valley Station in a homestead. Then you go to El Cuestro, which is just magnificent. That's in a tented cabin. Two nights at Kununurra in, in the country club there and a night back at Fitzroy River Lodge and then two nights back in Broome. Great itinerary. And that's from just over $4,000 per person. So there's a lot of those on sale at the moment, but the sale only goes through till the 3rd of March, so it's not for much longer. And also there's some cruise companies that've got some limited cabins left on some departures, various different vessels, should I say, um, with 10% off. Um, Departures April and May this year. So if you're still thinking of getting away to the Kimberley, there are some limited vacancies across a few of the small ship cruising vessels. So keep that in mind as well. Heading away from that, if you want to go to Canada and Alaska, which is always a lovely place to go, um, you've got an 18-day Rockies Grandeur and Alaska Inside Passage Cruise. You're getting an 11-day Rocking... Rocking... Rockies, not Rockies. (laughs) You you might be rocking on the Rockies, but... (laughs) 
seven-night inside passage tour on uh, Holland America Line. You're getting lovely quality hotels. You get stays at the Emerald Lake Lodge, the Icefields Parkway, Banff and Jasper National Parks, wilderness areas, 37 meals included. And that's all from under $10,000 for 18 days. And that's pretty fabulous. And that ends on the 28th of February. Closer to home, if you want to go to Sydney, you know how we have vivid Sydney every year. Yep. Um, there's some lovely packages at the Holiday Inn Darling Harbour, the Crown Plaza at Darling Harbour and the Hyatt Regency. And it's three nights accommodation, breakfast daily, and you get a three-hour vivid Sydney dinner cruise with a three-course dinner. That's pretty good. So that's pretty nice, yeah. isn't it? And that's valid from May through to June when it's operating, of course. Valid till the 31st of March until sold out. And your prices on that for the three-night package start from about, about five fifty per person. Vanuatu, that lovely little holiday destination, has also got some specials on sale until the 31st of March. Breakers Beach Resort is a beautiful little resort and it's adults only if you don't want the kids around. So it's got a seven-night package there with lots included, airfares included, um, a bonus dinner, a couple of tours, a couple of free nights and your flights. And that starts from around 1700 and up for your more your upmarket properties. Yep. Um Japan, that's become a very popular destination lately, Greg. I think we have mentioned that before. But, um, of course, the yen is much better than it ever used to be for us, so it's it's not an expensive destination for us anymore. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, but this is a, an actual ultimate Japan and Vietnam cruise package, which is really great. So you get two nights in uh, four-star accommodation in Singapore, and you get some inclusions there as well. And then you're doing a cruise on the spectrum of the seas, a 24-night cruise, which is from Singapore return. It's a fabulous itinerary going all around Japan, Vietnam, etc. And you're getting an airfare credit of $1,000 per person is included in that. And that starts from just over or just under $5,500. I mean, for 26 nights, that's not bad, is it? And you get to see a fair bit of Asia as well. Oh, you're seeing a lot of Asia. Asia. So there's so much more. There's lots of early bird deals ready for next year as well. Uh, Europe, the river cruising have got some lovely early birds for 2024 because really, to be quite honest with you, you have sort of be running it a bit late for this year now. We're getting to yep. that point, as I was saying to you, where things are just booking out so far ahead. However, can I say, Greg, that if you're happy to take a package where airfares are included, that's a good way of doing it because you try and book your individual airfare now. As I said, it's, it's almost impossible well, yeah. to get seats. But a lot of these companies, the cruise companies and and some of the touring companies, but mainly the cruise companies, have a package with air included. And it's usually at a very reasonable rate. And they also have a reasonable price for an upgrade to business class as well. So you're not having to worry about chasing around to try and find an airfare. It's already there for you. And you can be flexible with your return date. It doesn't mean you have to return at the end of the cruise or you can also choose to come out of another city in Europe as well. So there is flexibility there. Oh, right. Good, so just keep an eye for that with the cruise. Any of those packages that say they include the flights is probably a good way to go if you're still thinking particularly of going this year. So Lucas, thank you very much. We'll Thanks, Greg. catch you again next Friday. I certainly will. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.